Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 10, Chapter 126. Although Philip was the instigator and director of everything his disciples did at the Valicella, he could not be so easily induced to leave his home at the church of San Girolamo straight away. It was several years later that this was forced on him through the agency of Cardinal Pietro Donato Cesi. Since he supported our congregation with unusual affection, he used every means to bring Philip together with his followers. He went to see Pope Gregory and arranged for him to give Philip an order to move to the Valicella as soon as possible. Philip could not resist the Pope's command, for he believed that the will of God is clearly to be found in the orders of the Pope. But I know for certain that Philip had intended never to leave San Girolamo, nor to escape from the crosses God had prepared for him there, and that he would have not lived the Valicella with his disciples, had he not been compelled to do so by order of his superiors. Accordingly, he set out for San Girolamo to the Valicella in the year 1583 since the birth of Christ on the 22nd of November. Then indeed our congregation began to look like a single body, head and members united and joined in a close union. Philip continued to give clear indications of his accustomed sanctity, even though he was now living in our house. He hardly abandoned his former practice of solitude at all. He took his meals alone and would never allow someone to serve him at table. He celebrated mass when he was summoned to do so. To inspire others with an example of obedience, he would leave everything and go at once to the proper place as soon as he was called to offer the sacrifice. When he put on the sacred vestments, he did not ask for the more fancy vestments as many of the other fathers did, but for the old fashioned ones. These points are not trivial when you consider that he had total authority over the others and would have been able to live exactly as he pleased, so to speak. He would hear the confessions of all who came to him and after finishing mass would administer Holy Communion to those present. In addition, he had a great desire for humiliation and a love for others which was greater still. His careful vigilance in governing his sons was more than paternal. And it was wonderful how his presence delighted the eyes and minds of everyone. He was a man, and I think I have said this already, without guile, elegant in his manner and agreeable like no one else but his advice and his opinions were serious and much admired by all. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the features of souls that are very contemplative, souls that are used to a high degree prayer, is that they have to be made to do things. They're so docile to the Holy Spirit. They only want to do what the Lord really wants them to do. And so sometimes it takes a little bit of nudging because they want to make sure that their own will is not being done. They want to make sure that they're following the will of the Lord. And so they can be slow to act until it becomes clear to them that the Holy Spirit wants them to do something. And that's the kind of thing you're seeing tonight with St. Philip. He was not in a rush to go to the Valicella. The Valicella is the short form of Santa Maria in Valicella, Our Lady of the Little Valley. That's where the church was. And it got the nickname Chiesa Nuova, the new church, but the official name was Santa Maria in Valicella. And so they would just call it the Valicella. He wasn't in a rush to go there. And why not? Well, think back to Philip's earlier years when he led pilgrimages when he led crowds to the seven churches when he would gather people every day for the word of god what happened he was persecuted what did people say about him oh he's trying to make himself the head of a party he's ambitious he's this and he's that and so saint philip was waiting he was waiting on the holy spirit he wasn't immediately just going to move to this new church. A, there wasn't really room for him. And B, he really wasn't sure whether it would last. He didn't want to be thought the founder. And the men had done so well for a couple of years living apart from him that it must have seemed to him like that's what the Holy Spirit wanted him to continue to do, to guide them from a bit of a distance not to put himself in the middle of things, not to put himself forward. But then the Holy Spirit showed him clearly to the Holy Father, the Pope, what he should do. And so he moved in with his spiritual sons, he their head, they are the body. And Galonio says it was like a single family now, a single house, a single organic whole. And what this should remind us of is that the church as a whole is a body, the mystical body of Christ. Christ is the head and we are the members. And so God gives us priests like St. Philip. He gives us spiritual fathers like the Pope to be the visible head of the church on earth, the visible head of a community. But in all that they do, all that a spiritual father is trying to do 
He's trying to allow Christ, the head of the church, to direct him, to direct us, to allow Christ to act through him. We, as members of the church, are united to each other, and we're united to each other because we are united to Christ, the head. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Jesus asked him when Saul was going to persecute the church. Who are you? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. The church and Jesus are one, one body. And let us ask for the grace tonight to live this truth. To try to draw from the Eucharist, from our communions, the grace of Christ the head. Let us pray for the grace to live as members one of another. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. And the hand can't say to the eye, I have no need of you. Each one of us has a work to do in this body. Each of us is part of something greater than ourselves. With spiritual, invisible bonds linking us. Oh, St. Philip, make us docile to the Holy Spirit, the soul, the soul of this body. The Holy Spirit dwells in each member and in the whole, like the soul dwells in a human body. Come, Holy Spirit, direct us how to serve each other, how to love each other, so that together, with Christ, through Christ, and in Christ, we might, like St. Philip, glorify our Father in heaven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.